You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. It's time for this great tradition we do where we talk about the Oscar-nominated music. Uh, this was so much fun to do last year that we are doing it again with my buddy here, Lorenzo. Hello. Hey! Uh, how you been doing, bud? I mean, you haven't been on this podcast for a good year now. I have been, uh, you know, sadly to say so, but also happily to say so because I've been extremely busy with work. I'm currently on two projects right now and I am pulling my hair. In fact, I'm balding for that reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's always been great. And I know we've been talking a bunch because we've been working on some stuff together. But uh, and then uh, I, you know, I, I I did remember that you were on a film recently that did really well at a film festival, right? Yeah, we well, it was a it was a feature documentary um, titled American Tragedy, um, and it covers a little bit the this very very uh, sort of dark reconciliation and uh, you know eventually hopefully reconciliation of one of them you know the mother of one of the shooters at Columbine high school this is this happened 20 years ago um this this phenomenal filmmaker has reached out to me and uh, hey we're doing this thing and I'm like uh yeah <laughs> let's do it and so it, it went on to a couple of film festivals it went to Heartland it went to Boston Film Festival and the Boston one we won best feature documentary Woo! congrats yeah. Awesome. You ever get any hassle from the NRA? Uh, not that I know of. I think we're uh, it's such a small time thing that the NRA probably doesn't, you know. <laughs> well, if <laughs> you're talking about yeah, if you're talking about like actual... the the kind of content uh, that we did, I you know we mm-hmm. had uh, we had several screenings at universities, uh, just in general around the USA. We had a one screening in Colorado where it happened and. Um, uh, the mother was there actually with all her family. Wow! Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I got to meet her, and uh, I got to meet some of the pivotal people in that whole situation. A, a bunch of people from the uh, National um, Suicide Survivor um, uh, Group, which were among the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. So it's it's really, really, really an incredible opportunity. Aside from like doing the music for it, which was a <laughs> which was a challenge in and of itself. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, no. And for people who are not familiar with Lorenzo here, I apologize. Uh, Lorenzo is a professional musician and composer, and he's done music for the site as well, including the Screener Squad theme, the Eye of the Prize theme, and the uh, Gathering theme as well. So I did, yeah. he's, uh, he's well-established here as a, as a presence. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but also in this recording here, we got Nathan. Hola, que pasa? Hey. hey. Uh, and then we got Bradley. Hello. And then over here, because I would never forget to introduce you on this kind of stuff, is my lovely wife, Lexi. <laughs> oh, sure. No. <laughs> you sure this wouldn't. This is definitely the first take. This is definitely people. This is the first take of this uh, of this recording. I promise. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry, honey. I know you were, you were just so busy with your own thought there. I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to talk about the uh, nominated songs and scores for this list. And, uh, hmm, 
we have some thoughts about hmm. what was up this year. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to keep quiet in the background. You guys talk. I'm, I'm just going to come in. Oh, yeah. we will definitely need your thoughts on a couple of these because I got I, sure. I know why I feel a certain way about these things, but I need to know from a musician standpoint why some of these thoughts are happening. Oh, you will. But, oh, oh, yeah. You know. So I know. Now, Lorenzo, <laughs> you've heard all the songs and scores, but you haven't actually seen most of the movies for these, correct? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that's like a disclaimer. Um, big, bold disclaimer. Um, unfortunately, with all the projects that have been going on for me this year, I have not had one day. Um, I, I know it sounds bad, but it, it really is. Between being a full-time father and a full-time composer, I just had no time whatsoever to sit down and actually watch these amazing movies. I, I just didn't. I just unfortunately didn't. So I, I But I did study the score profusely, uh, so my opinion is going to be like, don't take it, you know, take it with a grain of salt but kind of thing. So I mean, I think it's still fair enough. I mean, this is just a review of the music itself. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, well, I've but you seen... know, the music for a score, a score, it's not the music by itself. It's the music and the picture. So that's kind of like the point of what we do as a as a job. You know, we uh, rarely a score stands on its own feet. Uh, you know, unless you you know, if you if you take it out of the picture, it, it becomes something else. So it, it. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. You know, I haven't yeah. watched these movies. I mean, yet. Yeah. So I I, I think uh, all of us here have seen almost all these movies nominated. Great. I think. The only one I haven't seen is uh, Harriet, Frozen 2, and Breakthrough. Oh, mm. and Toy Story 4. So most of the I haven't song... seen Toy Story 4 either. Yeah, so most yeah. of the song nominees wow. I haven't seen, but I think I've seen all the score ones. Uh, Bradley, how about you? Yeah, I just haven't seen Frozen, Harriet, or Breakthrough. Okay, okay. No, well, has movie. anybody, though? <laughs> yeah. I oh. bought a VOD for Harriet, so okay. half the job's done. Well, I love how, I love how Bradley's leading us into dropping already these bombs like one minute into the recording. <laughs> 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 We're already dropping these bombs. Like, Anyway, awesome. Yeah, so why don't we just introduce the nominees for Best Original Song. Uh, so we got five this year, and we'll, I'll just name them off alphabetically from the films here. So the first nominee is Breakthrough, the song I'm Standing With You, written in oh, sorry, uh, music and lyrics by Dan- Diane Warren. When you're hurting, I want you to know that you'll never have to hurt alone when your faith is faith is running low i'll never lose faith in you uh frozen 2 into the unknown music and lyrics by kirsten anderson lopez and robert lopez i can hear you but i won't some look for trouble while others don't Harriet, the song Stand Up by Joshua Brian Campbell and Cynthia Revo, which the music and lyrics. I've been walking with my face turned to the sun. Weight on my shoulders, a bullet in my gun. Uh, Rocket Man, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, music by Elton John, lyrics by Bernie Tappan. And then Toy Story 4, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, music and lyrics by Randy Newman. I can't let you. I can't let you. 
So, let me start off just to get this fully out of the way. I listened to all these songs. I've listened to them a couple times now. Most of these songs suck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just going to make that very clear just to start off saying, I think most of these songs are really, really weak except for one. And that one's just kind of... Hmm? (laughs) I think I know which one you're talking about. (laughs) That one just kind of a tribute to the career and stylings. Of Elton John? Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So, why don't we just start with the very top one here. This is Breakthrough, I'm Standing With You. Through whatever you go through, I'm standing with you. And wherever you go to, I'll stand beside you. And when you think that all the odds are all against you, now this is interesting because I knew Breakthrough actually did very well financially for a Christian movie because it was backed by Fox, so it got more distribution. Oh wow! Uh, ah. y- yeah, so that's part of the reason why I get up here, and part of the reason too is because it's written by Dan Warren, and like we talked about last year, because she also wrote that uh, RBG song that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess she's just beloved by the Academy because she's been nominated like what 10, ten, twelve times. times. She lost yeah, ten, 10 times, times before yeah. this. Yeah. So people really like her. I mean, and she's written some pretty good songs back in the day. I think she also wrote um, uh, Aerosmith's song for Armageddon, didn't she? Yes. Oh, I oh, don't want to close wow. my eyes. I believe so. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, it's Diane Warren we're talking about. Like, she's one of the most prolific songwriters in Hollywood, period. Oh, yeah. Now, I guess this is more of a legacy thing, though, because. Hmm. Because it leans into all the tropes of what makes gospel music bad. I was going to say that it's pretty much Diane Warren writing a song for Chrissy Metz that's her best impression of an Adele song. Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like Chrissy Metz singing like Adele for this song. You know, I can actually back that up. I, I had the same kind of thought. I just didn't put a name to that. Like, you, you weren't as specific as saying, like, an Adele song. And I was, like, more on the vibe of that. But, yeah, you, you, you I think you nailed it on the head right there. That's yeah, I mean, again, that. it's like... There seems to be a theme with, like, gospel music for a couple of these nominees. They're all very, like, soulful, very, you know... Large. Yeah, yeah the they're very big, you know, orchestral, you know, like, singing numbers kind of things. And this yeah. one is just... It's just very, very safe. It's a very safe gospel song. It's it's generic. Yeah. Oh, I, I think the guy that fell through the ice was named John Eric, wasn't he? No, nope, sorry. <laughs> have it right here. It was John ah! Smith. Wow. (laughs) John Eric. Uh, It would have been a girl, then it would have been Jen Eric, but I don't know. Oh. Hey. Uh, All the puns. Oh, boy. Stay safe at winter, yeah. Yeah, so I I, I don't know if I have much else to say about this other than Chrissy Metz is a decent singer. You know, she's she's not bad. She is pretty much, you know, she's doing okay in this song, just like most of the singers are for most of these songs. But do you have any, like, professional thoughts, Lorenzo? Um, and not not much on this one. I you know I listened to the song. I I was bored out of my mind throughout the whole thing. Um, you know Chrissy Metz again. Like she she's got a beautiful voice. She's very soulful. She gets this really, you know, up in your face sort of soulful approach to the to the song, which which I appreciate. Um, uh, it, it works really good in the kind of song that that is. Uh, in terms of the song itself. Um, this is definitely not Warren's best work, like by a far, 
far, far shot. Um, it's boring. It's it's subpar. It's subpar technically. It's subpar harmonically, melodically. It's it's the the whole gospel choir in the back is just underutilized, under undercomposed, underarranged, um, underappreciated. Like gospel gospel music is one of my absolute favorite type of music in terms of technically, like actual technically speaking, musically speaking. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most complex and most you know articulated kind of music. And I am very bummed that in a scenario like that movie where you have that gospel sort of vibe, they didn't hire somebody that actually writes gospel <laughs> gospel music um, <laughs> because because Diane Warren, she does other things. <laughs> Let her do her things. Yeah. Um, she does she does she cannot compose gospel music, and that's fine. You know, like not. Everyone can compose gospel music because it's such a very, it's a, such a cultural genre um, yeah, that, right. that takes from you know a bunch of different um, aspects of, of of the culture of, of somebody. You know, one thing I've learned if, I've met many gospel ar- artists, uh, singers, players. You know, um, I've, uh, I've I'm, and, and you know all of them are black um, for a reason. You know, they they just have it in them. They that's that's the cultural aspect of that. Uh, one thing I've learned is that not many white people can do gospel music as well um, as the people that are born in those kind of religions and those kind of cultures and those in, in those environments. Because music takes, a, you know, it's not about race. It's about like w- what you what you get when growing up, you know, your your baggage. And, you know, music is very much like that. I, you know, I come from Italy. I get a lot of that vibe in my music. I get a lot of that influence. You know, my ethnicity is, is everything when I compose music. So it's, it's very much the same gospel music, especially when it comes down to that sort of religious, cultural um, gospel. So long story short, Dan Warren for gospel music, not a good choice whatsoever. Terrible song. I, I kind of have a grade for all these, by the way, Justin. Um, uh-huh. This one was great F. I, I, this failed completely. Ooh. It's an F. It's a full-blown, nice, <laughs> fat wow. red F. Uh, this An should not F have been nominated for, for an Oscar. Inspired. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> this should not be, have been nominated for an Oscar. This should not have been even considered uh, for an Oscar uh, wow. whatsoever. But I mean, it, it is what it is, and it, it's just my opinion personally. But. Well, so that's a no-go for my jogging track list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Most definitely not. You're not missing out on anything. Not fair enough. Uh, Lexi, any thoughts from you on this one? Yeah, I mean, I just felt it was just overall pretty bland. Like, I, you know, I think Lorenzo's right that, like, um, you know, gospel music can be really, really good. Um, and I've heard some really, really good gospel music, but this was just not one of those. It really just wasn't... But, I mean, um, the gal who sang it, though, she does have a beautiful voice, you know, so credit, you know, um, giving credit where credit's due, of course, but but the actual Britain song itself, meh. Meh. Very, very meh. Yep. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, we just listened to it, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago, and I, I can't even tell you what it sounds like right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the tune to the Harriet song better than I knew the tune for this one, and they're virtually very, they're very similar songs-ish. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, the Harriet song is better. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, Bradley, any other uh, meh thoughts from you, or that's it? <laughs> well, just in closing, to elaborate what you said, Lorenzo, uh, faith-based music isn't about getting what you want. It's about being comforted in times of tragedy. Exactly, yeah. And this movie kind of misses the mark on that completely. And yeah. I feel this that's song why was just a tragedy itself. Gospel. Yeah, so. absolutely song, agree with that. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely agree with that. Okay, well, let's move into something with a little bit more... Hmm. A little more enthusiasm because this is the Frozen oomph. 2 song, Into the Unknown. You're not a voice. You're just a ringing in my ear. And if I heard you, which I don't, and spoken for, I fear. Everyone I've ever loved is here within these walls. I'm sorry, secret siren, but I'm blocking out your calls. Uh, hey, do you guys, do you like hearing Adina Menzel hit a bunch of high notes? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man. I don't know really what Damn. to say. This song is just... Okay, look, I did not go see Frozen 2 because I only was mildly interested in Frozen 1, and, you know, I, I liked that one. I thought some of the songs were good in it. I just I had no desire to go see Frozen 2. I actually um, have to admit, I actually really enjoyed the first movie, but um, honestly, the second movie, I wasn't really interested in a way. I mean, I kind of felt like the story, personally, I felt like it kind of wrapped up in the first movie anyway. There's no need for a sequel. Yeah, I didn't really have any desire to, like, know what happens next or anything, and um, and I haven't heard many of the songs from the movie, but I've heard this one, a couple others, and they're fine. You know, I mean, like, that's how I feel about them. Like, they're not, like, the worst ever, but, like, you know, like, but I don't know. They're not as memorable as, like, the songs from the first movie. It's just an exposition song. It's literally her just deciding that she doesn't want to go on a mission, and then she goes on the mission because she has to do it because it's her destiny. And yeah. that's the song. So. <laughs> it is. It's an exposition song. Is there a word for that? That is the word. It's exposition Ex- song, expo- I think. Expo- if Anthony Hopkins had a solo album. <laughs> what? Just do all exposition songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is a trained musician, to be yeah, fair. He actually, so. Yeah, he actually does compose his own music. So. <laughs> Wait, he does? Yeah. Oh. He, he played his own piano for the two popes, and he does actually re- release soundtracks. And yeah, and he's else. composed oh. um, some like actual symphony stuff, I believe, as well, that's been performed. We'll have to send you some of that. It's good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Better than wow, I, wow, wow, wow. Better than I did. I can't complain about that. Oh, well. yeah. But, you know, and, and that's the same because I love uh, Kirsten Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez's work. Like, they've written some great music back in the day. I mean, you know, they did the Book of Mormon soundtrack. They did Avenue Q. They did um, the songs for Coco and Frozen and, you know, quite a wow. few other things. So, that, oh, they're amazing. That's a great library. You're they, absolutely they, right. They're amazing. Yeah. The songs for Coco, I'm actually, so my son is, 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 uh, he makes me watch Coco probably seventeen times in a, in the course of like five hours. Yeah. He's obsessed with that, and for good reason. Do you cry Coco. every? Oh, time? I cry every single time. I cry every <laughs> like clockwork. Like my son looks at me like, "What is wrong with you? You're a grown ass man crying for this." For, like it, it's just you know it, it's a very it's a very it, Coco is great. Coco is a great Disney production. I I I, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. But uh, this, yeah, Frozen is a. Uh, 
is it my turn? Can I, can I talk? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go go ahead. ahead. <laughs> um, the, one word to, to sum up the the song in one word, and this is the, this that has nothing to do with me really really disliking Frozen franchise, um, because I I do I, do, I don't like Frozen tra- franchise not because you know I'm part of this counterculture that has to hate on everything that it's not. Um, it's uh, it's more that it's genuinely a bad production, like genuinely speaking, it's a bad production under every scrutiny possible. Um, this song is uh, it, it's no less. It's it's a it, the, the word I would use to describe the song is boring. It's absolutely yeah. boring. Uh, people think that because she hits high notes, which by the way she struggles live doing that. So in the studio is great hitting high notes, but in live setting it's a it's a whole different like she hits really high note like her voice is beautiful it's a beautiful voice um but she needs she needs technical help in the studio yeah. to reach those um, um i believe for the um her famous song from the first movie the i remember watching it behind the scenes and they actually had to um record it in bits and then piece it together if i'm um if i'm well, correct so that absolutely way well, because, it, because yeah, it's a hard go, song yeah. to sing. It's not her mm-hmm. fault. It's not like I'm not bashing on her. It's it's the song. It's unrealistically hard to sing. Like yeah. you can't yeah. compose a song like that and Which expect is also a normal human. Which makes it a bad song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. A kids movie, no less. Like exactly. Are, you know, they sound horrible trying to imitate Adina Menzel, and it's, <laughs> it's their fault. You know that they did that to us with this crappy song. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. It's, it's just ah. you know. It, it is what it is. It's it's an unrealistic expectation, and you know times are changing. I mean, there's a whole rant that I could go into that I'm <laughs> I'm gonna spare you guys from. But the main point is, it, it was ineffective. Whatever they tried to set, whatever they set themselves to do, it, it they failed. And unfortunately, um, I can kind of assume what they set out to do. They wanted this this song to be the next Let It Go. Yep. Um, it, they, they set it up that way. It was very much like you know. Elsa going out and doing this thing and and wow like high notes are you guys convinced yet it's it's you know it's let it go but better like yeah do you guys like it no oh oh crap um yeah I guess all right so that's 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 basically in a nutshell what happened like this song failed um big time but people are gonna like it because people are gonna like it um, yeah, it's funny though too because Frozen Two wasn't nominated for Best Animated Feature this year, so maybe it's not as popular as we think it is anymore. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, isn't it still like the highest grossing animated movie probably. of all time? I don't get that. Like, I haven't heard like anybody say how much they love this movie or at all, but yet somehow it's making tons and tons of money. Look, I, I mean, I've heard my little sister go on rants about it. She never <laughs> asked me like, "How is Austin?" She's always like, "Have you seen Frozen 2? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I. But also, she's seven. So. I teach music in a, a, a preschool and kindergarten, uh, up to grade two. Uh, oh. You know, uh, occasionally part time sort of thing. Um, and everyone, boys and girls, ask. Uh, they name characters from the Frozen movie. They all know Frozen with like the back of their hand from age three to age seven. It's unbelievable. Everyone. Oh knows. yeah. Everyone knows from it. So, but, you know, I think the money comes from also other, you know, third-party sources like mar- uh, merchandise and, and marketing. And, you know, they are on they are on cereal boxes, for crying out loud. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. it's it's unbelievable the amount of marketing that, that goes into this kinds of thing. But that's kind of Disney. You know, it's always been Disney a little bit that way. You know, yeah. super ultra Olaf marketing. Olaf as a character is really only there to sell merchandise. Oh, absolutely. 
Well, I yeah, mean, absolutely. and even the actor won a uh, Annie Award for Best Vocal Performance this year. So, which, 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 by the way, which I agree with because he's pretty good. Um, his voice was actually not bad, considering yeah. voice as as voiceover goes. Like, you know, I was pretty pretty impressed. There is some good stuff in Frozen. There are some saving graces in there, but music is just not it. What do you want? Cause you've been keeping me awake. Are you here to distract me so I make a big mistake? Or are you someone out there who's a little bit like me? Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, any last thoughts, uh, Nate or Bradley or Lexi, before we finish up? Or mm-hmm. From what little I've heard of the soundtrack, I think Show Yourself was easily the better song. I would have to assume I didn't actually listen to the rest of the soundtrack, but and really, if you want to hear Adina Menzel hit high notes with another great singer, I believe it was Kristen Chenoweth. Just listen to Gravity from the Wicked soundtrack. Oh, oh absolutely. yeah, yeah, Wicked is way better a showcase. Oh than this. my I'm... god, w- Wicked is is top. Like, yeah. I love that show. I love everything Which about is... that show. My wife is obsessed about that show. It's amazing. We listen to the music <laughs> in the car till this like to this day. We 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 listen to that. Which is funny yeah. because uh, Robert Lopez wrote the music for Avenue Q, which beat Wicked for Best Musical that year. So <laughs> Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, and, and this is a clear example. By the way, I just want to you – know, super, super st- stupid you know, tangent. This is a okay. clear example when you have – you hire really, really good professionals and creatives um, and the production – and 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 the, the the people that writes the write the checks get in the way of creativity. Yeah. This is a clear example. Frozen could have been a hit. Could have been a a fantastic production, both on monetary and on quality, actual quality wise. Because Disney, believe it or not, this, Disney has a legacy to defend because everything that it's coming out um, in the last probably ten years has been subpar most of the times compared to what they have done in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Sure. Um, it's It's been consistently like going worse and worse and worse, with few exceptions, of course. Uh, yeah, unless it has a Marvel stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Again, well, I mean, like, do you mean just like Disney specifically? or? Well, Disney as a, as a uh, storytelling sort of uh, production company. So, you know, the kinds of story they push out, the kinds of the content that they, they produce and they choose to uh, elaborate um, – you know, not even the the, anim- the animations. Sure, I mean we're moving we're moving from hand drawn to digital now, and and you know if anything, Lord of the Rings has taught us is that less is more, and Disney is going to the more is more sort of idea, but it's not yeah. more. More is crap. That's <laughs> unfortunately that's what it comes down to. But I'm not necessarily opposed to the <laughs> the way they draw. I'm we're we're going out of tangents here. All I wanted to say is this is a clear example of like when when the the big guys get in the get in the way of the creative minds that are trying to make this the best they could because they hired the best the best like the the lopez are amazing creatives they're incredible incredible creatives and i have huge amount of respect for them and frozen 2 is the result which makes me think that that's not entirely what they would have done yeah personally no, i agree uh, it's just I'm just glad that even with these lacking choices that we had for Disney uh, nominated songs, at least the songs from Aladdin and some of their other uh, and uh, Lion King did get in because those songs were crap too. So. Where are you going to leave me
Oh, the the by the way, the grade for Frozen Two is a D. By the way, just wanted. To... Oh wow, D. Mm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyways, let's move on to Harriet. Stand up. That's when I'm gonna stand up. Take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand new home. Far across the river. Can you hear freedom calling? Calling me to answer. Gonna keep on keeping on. Now, this is a big one that they're trying to launch for Cynthia Erivo. Because she actually does, you know, like I mentioned here. She wrote music and lyrics with the other guy who was on this. And... To her credit, I'm going to say this. Cynthia Erivo is a fantastic singer. Oh, yeah. Yes. She's got a beautiful oh, God, voice. Yes. Um, She's amazing. I think the first the first movie I saw her in was... Um, oh, Bad Times at El Royale. Yeah, Bad Times at El Royale. And that was when I was like, oh, oh, my. She's I got fell a great in love voice. with her after that movie. Oh, yeah. And then I remember her because she won a Tony Award for... I think it was the Color Purple musical that she mm-hmm. was in. And she was really good in that, too. So this lady's got some pipes on her. And she can actually write some decent music. I'm not going to say this song was the best one I heard because it's just very standard gospel inspirational music, but out of these nominees, I'd say maybe it was my second favorite because at least I remember the tune. Yeah, it's a bit more memorable. I can think of mm-hmm. it in my head, so, you know, it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone else want to go next? <laughs> well, I'm uh, rooting for Cynthia her. Arrivo, just... Cynthia Rivo is a fantastic mm-hmm. singer. Uh, the song is a tiny bit forgettable, but it's still catchy, and I don't know, it does its job. I'd consider this to be one of the better out of the nominees, even though most of the nominees fucking suck. Yeah. (laughs) No disagreement there. Yeah. Uh, Lexi, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just an alright song. It's not, like, bad, but it's not, like, great either. I mean, yeah, Cynthia Rubo, she's got a great voice, and... Um, as I said, like it's one of the ones I can remember a little bit better, and I think it's better than the Breakthrough one, and probably a bit better than the Frozen one as well. So it's kind of like it's on the, you know, it's 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 one of the better ones, but even then, it's still not like my top. If you know, it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at least I can remember the end. Okay. And we'll stand up. Yeah. Da, 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 you know, like I at least remember some of the tune to it. Uh, Bradley, what do you think, though? Uh, just I hope she wins so she can get that EGOT and be the youngest EGOT winner ever. I think that'd be oh, kind yeah. of cool. Did she win a Grammy? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's up for the that illustrious EGOT. So hey, that's I fun. Mean, to be fair, we got someone on this list here, too. Uh, Robert Lopez is a double EGOT winner. So, you know, it's, it is possible for that to happen. Ooh. Makes sense. I mean, Makes if sense. she doesn't win it for this, which, I mean... I feel I don't like think there is a clear person. winner. Yeah. She's going to end up getting an Oscar someday because she is just that fucking talented. I Whether it be well, for acting says that. or just but singing. Youngest would be cool, is all I'm saying. In your well, face, sure. John Legend, is what we'll all say. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> And I'll fight with the strength that I got until I die. Uh, but then uh, Lorenzo. Um, I actually have a little bit of a more, uh, uh, more positive um, approach to this song. I, I listened to it for like about five times. Um, and the first time I listened to it, I was like, eh. 
and and progressively as i listen more and more i i actually found pearls in there that i that i really think this is actually the number one on my list this has a oh, wow. b grade um there's no a's on my list this is the the highest ones it's a b grade um and uh few few things i noted about this song that are uh, i think they're worth noting is is uh first off her voice is unbelievable she is so talented she's such a good singer and and that alone elevates the song to a whole higher plane that you know because you know sometimes the song can be good but a singer is wrong with for the song it, and this is just a nailed nailed combo and because of course she wrote her, the song um that's an added bonus as well um with uh, her along with uh, campbell i believe joshua uh campbell uh, yes yes this is definitely the far more interesting song uh, in the bunch, at least on my point of view. It's a, it's a powerful, technically technically superior to all the other ones, um, because you know we're gonna talk about Elton John in a second. But you know Elton John is not famous for making complex music. He's, he's famous for making simple music that sounds yeah. really really catchy, and and he's a, he's a legend by the way. I, I love Elton John with all my all my heart, but. It, he, he doesn't make complex music. He doesn't, he doesn't make technically challenging music. He just makes really catchy tunes that became icons. And in this song, in compared to that, is 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 a is a huge step up in terms of technical uh, superiority. Um, the chorus, changing key on the chorus and doing a whole harmonic modulations, and it, it's 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 fantastic. I, I loved it actually. Um, it's just I give it a B because it's just not spectacular. They they wanted to make this this powerful, you know, very emotional because of the you know the topic of the movie and and you know the movie's pretty heavy in and of itself. At least from the scenes I've seen, um, the topic is pretty it's pretty you know pretty hardcore. So the music wanted to kind of follow that vibe and it just didn't. Um, better than the rest, just didn't do what it was set out to do. That's all. No, fair enough. I, I pretty much echo the same sentiments. I'm gonna stand up, take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand new home. Far across the river, do you hear freedom calling? Calling me to answer, gonna keep on keeping on. Uh, well then, uh, let's move on to Rocket Man. I'm gonna love me again. Hey, it's a greatest hits of Elton John stuff. So, <laughs> uh, which I will say, it is really sad. This is the only nomination Rocket Man got this year. You know. Hmm. No, yeah, I agree. It was yeah. easily one of my favorites of the year. And uh, this is actually the one that I have the biggest uh, stakes in for winning Best Original Song. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's one of those things that they're just going to do it because, like, oh, Elton John's great. We love him. We love Bernie. We love this movie. It should get something. But, you know, I say this is probably my favorite one. It's also to say it's a very standard Elton John song. And, you know, Elton John can do more emotional stuff. I mean, when you look at some of his uh, classics, like uh, Your Song or something like that, where it's more, it's still catchy, but it's a very, like, Ugh. soulful kind of tune kind of thing. Yeah, Candle in the Wind. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he yeah. can really do nice, soulful oh, he numbers. Can, he can do, he can do amazing stuff. 
Oh yeah, this is not one of those songs though. <laughs> this is very much a no. uh, this is great. It's fun. It's a yeah, big it's a ending nice, credit. Fun, yeah, fun song. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know if I have much to say in terms of that. I mean, I enjoyed Rocket Man a lot. This was a fun little song to walk out of the movie theater with. Uh, it's just it's a solid, entertaining bit of music. So yeah, it's not uh, enough to make you stay in your chair after the movie ends. No, I can't. I, like the only time I've ever done that seriously was um, Slumdog Millionaire when they did the final song for that. I literally, oh, yeah. like, oh, I was Jerry about Hope. to get up and leave, and then the song started playing, and my my buddy Ethan and I were just like, "No, no, no, sit back down. We're gonna listen to the song. It's great." <laughs> I argue that the Game of Thrones ending would have been way better had it ended with Jai Ho and then everybody <laughs> who died in Game of Thrones dancing. Dude, that would have oh, been great be cool. if they had like Kit Harrington leading a chorus, uh, or, like leading a dance number kind of thing like that. <laughs> Just... Jai Ho, I don't want it, everybody. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! But Kit uh, Harrington is not in the studio, guys. Just so you know, dude. Just to clarify. I, I joke. I would love to have Kit Harrington on this podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. One but, day. One day. But uh, Lexi, what do you think? Yeah, kind of on the same lines as everybody else. It's like, yeah, I kind of just feel like all the songs this year are just like, like, they're not the worst ever, but they're not like great. And I kind of still feel like that with this one, but it is still probably my favorite of the songs that got nominated ultimately. Um, it's it's a fun song. It's an Elton John song. I mean, you know, I could put it like on a workout um, playlist and kind of jammed it a little bit and probably just forget it the next day you know but but it's still like fun to listen to you know it's like a little little jam you know there you go yeah i agree i agree with that 100 percent no, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, think, it's yeah. one of those, you know, Elton John songs. I mean, Elton John didn't do always like in- incredible songs all the time because nobody does incredible songs all the time. Not even Led Zeppelin. Um, but he's done so many good songs um, that when you listen to Elton John, you have sort of that expectations, uh, and the song just didn't meet that expectation. That's that's literally what it is. But you know, it's it's a B minus for me on this one, uh, just slightly below uh, Stand Up. Um, but again, it just didn't hit that mark for me and it definitely wasn't worth, you know, the nomination. Um, but it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fun song. Just like, you know, Lexi said it better. I I can't add anything to that one. Yeah. You said it, (laughs) you said it perfectly. It's a fun song (laughs) to listen to. It's nothing great, but it's, it's a fun little tune. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, what do you think? No, I agree. It's great. I mean, my favorite is Crocodile Rock, so... Yes! <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Oh, man, yeah. So, Lorenzo, you haven't seen Rocket Man yet, but... Uh, yeah. So the bar's cover, just way too high. And, oh, so that cover in Rocket Man is so fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's I mean, I'm song. sure this song is great, but even in the own movie it's in, it's not even top five. You know? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, definitely, Lorenzo. If you get a chance, though, I would definitely recommend watching Rocket Man. I, it's... The way they did the Elton John covers to, like... 
they, they did it where they're not just imitating the songs, but they do like unique uh, reorchestrations and reinterpretations of certain numbers, and it's really, really good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah, that stands up as being one of the few musical biopics that isn't absolutely ruined by Walker the Dewey Cox story. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Now, yeah. now I'm, my expectations are that much higher. As soon as I'm done with these projects, uh, I, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take like a sabbatical and I'm just well, – sabbatical month. A sabbatical month. Let's do it that way. And I'm just I'm just going to watch all these movies that came out like oh. 2018, 19 because I haven't watched virtually anything. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, you, you're making money, man. You're doing fine. So I don't, don't know about, about making watch money. Watch The Farewell. But... You may watch it before Justin <laughs> does. <laughs> hey, I, I have no excuse. I will. Do you want me to say it? Yes, say it. Finish it. <laughs> Finish it. Oh, brother. Um, but yeah, so now with all that said and done, here's the last song we're going to talk about. It's Toy Story 4, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away. Oh, God. I can't let you. 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 Throw yourself away. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, you know, I like Randy Newman. He's done some great stuff in the past. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's done some great, great he's stuff great. this past year. I mean, he did The Marriage Story. Yeah, we'll talk about that so. in a bit, because The Marriage Story score is pretty good. I think he wrote this on the back of a napkin during a break uh, at Disney, because... He, he must have wrote it in between while writing Marriage Story. It's like, he's like, I gotta just get this out really quick <laughs> while I finish the other thing I'm working oh, on. Oh no, I gotta finish the Toy Story score. <laughs> I honestly didn't hate it as much as you guys seem to. I just... It was a Randy Newman <laughs> song, and that's probably the worst thing about it, is that it was just very typical of him. But I didn't hate it. Well, that's just what it is. It's just, there's just nothing special about it. Like, like yeah. even just saying, yeah, Randy Newman has such a distinct singing voice and style of music, it's just... I, even the Toy Story 3 song that he won the Oscar for was better, and I don't even remember that one very well. Yeah. I, I think all one, the best Toy Story 3 songs are all the Gypsy King covers for Spanish Buzz. I will not be yeah. with me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I I just have nothing really good to say about this song. I think this might be my F of the of the bunch of this one. Damn. I just I just felt that this was lazy and totally useless, and it's it's literally a throwaway song for this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys said you haven't seen Toy Story four. Have no. not. So the situation is Forky is trash, and he wants to throw himself away. And Woody, I gathered that bit. Okay. You know, Woody is like, well, I can't let that happen. So I, I, I figured, figured it wasn't a, a, a nuanced metaphor. Or is, this like, yeah, a, is this like it a just commentary? seems a little on the nose. No, so, a, so we watched that scene. Uh, I showed you a bit from uh, YouTube on that. Uh, literally, it looks like it's like a commentary on suicide kind of thing. No, yep. I was actually trying to say like it's a commentary on the memes that millennials like to say that like I'm like a dumpster fire and things oh. like that you <laughs> see online. And it is, I mean, like it's just kind of like that. That um, nihilism that a lot of millennials seem to have anymore. Or the new generation, but, you know, right. the weird comedy yeah. we got. Suicide is funny when done right. Yeah. Yeah. 
you gon' have to save yourself Got nothing more to say You're not listening anyway No, I, I, I really... I, I really, I don't know, Randy Newman wrote some of the best music uh, between, you know, DreamWorks and, and Disney. Um, I, I mean, he, he's wrote great stuff. I mean, Bugs, Bugs Life, uh, Monsters, Inc., Cars 3, even The Princess and the Frog. I mean, like, th- that's that's good stuff right there. I mean, he's, he's written pretty good pretty good stuff pretty good song pretty iconic song and i just yeah, don't know what happened the, here the like, what happened here like it yeah. was the... i haven't seen it but you throwing cars three into the mix of that felt like one thing is not like the other <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed car three a little you know yeah it wasn't great but i enjoyed it in a sense it was it was fine um yeah definitely it's not like the same level as the other ones for sure but uh yeah no i mean i mean again i'm the, the point i'm trying to make is like what happened there randy Come on, man. What happened? <laughs> what, what, you get you getting old. What's what's going on? What's what's going on? You know, it, I just it d- didn't feel like a Rand Newman song to me. But yeah. hey, maybe the napkin was a little too rugged and they couldn't read the music very well. Anyway. I don't know. He had a much oh. better song, but the napkin crinkled. Cause I don't know. You never know. It. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. Bradley, <laughs> I will say. Oh. Honorable mention: What should have been in there? The uh, the hide and seek song from Ready or Not should have been best song of the year. Original. That was actually kind of cool. I like that one. Now, I, now I need to go and listen to that one. It's a yeah, fun movie too. Not, yeah. yeah, it's a banger. Yeah, I watched it on a plane. It was awesome. I'm like, yes. Oh yeah, Ready or Not's fantastic. Yeah, but no, uh, Bradley, any last thoughts on the song or? No, just that it was way too on the nose, and yeah, Randy Newman's written a lot better stuff. Same as what Lorenzo was saying and what you guys pointed out. So yeah, moving on. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of feel like I think my biggest criticism of it just it felt a bit repetitive at times. I'm like, eh. you mean like literally the last minute where it just repeats the same lyric over and over and yeah, over again? Yeah, I'm just like I kind of just wanted to end now. I'm just gonna turn it off at this point. I don't think we finished it. <laughs> I don't think we did actually. Like, okay, it's done now. I can tell. Done. Okay, we get it. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the songs are like two minutes long, too, so it's not even like that long. I know. It felt longer. It really did. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you. Throw yourself away. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that one. Uh, we got a second part to talk about all the nominated scores. And unfortunately, Bradley had to go to work after this part, so you won't hear him on that section. But just to let you know, his favorite score was Joker. And it might hold true to some of the other people as well on this podcast. So stay tuned. <laughs>